0: This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 287, and the quote of the day is, a picture is worth a thousand words. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Nick. You're listening to the Drummers Resource Podcast. I hope you're well. This is session 287. And if you are just tuning in, uh, you can find all 287 of these on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and online at drummersresource.com, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And best of all, they're all free and they always will be. And also, I want to thank. All the people who have left reviews on iTunes, the numbers of reviews are really going up and up, and I appreciate that. And if you haven't already, please leave a rating or review. Just head over to iTunes. It's super simple. You uh, you go in, and it'll take you about a minute and a half to just leave a rating, you re- leave a review, and I would appreciate you for that. If you want to go one step further and you really want to support the podcast because you love it so much, which you love it, right? So, if you do, you can go over to drummersresource.com forward slash support. And that's a way for you to pledge a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars a month, twenty dollars a month. And you can be uh, a contributor to Drummers Resource on an ongoing basis, whatever you can spare. And again, I would appreciate that as well. Now let's get into this conversation with David Phillips. David is the artist relations rep for DW Drums in Europe and he also handles Gibraltar and LP and a bunch of other brands and through these connections and through working in the in the drum industry for so many years, he's developed relationships with some of the greatest drummers in the world. And he goes around and he takes pictures of all these guys, but he does something that's a lot different than most photographers because he has all access passes. So he gets these pictures standing on the drum riser or standing over the top of the drummer and he gets them from really up close and personal and some of the stories behind these photos are amazing and if you're listening to this and you want to see the photos as we're talking about them, you can go to drummersresource.com forward slash session 287. But we go through some of the pictures in the book and he tells the stories behind them, how they happen, what makes them unique, how he actually you know, took the photos. It's really interesting stuff. And also, like I said, you can go to drummersresource.com forward slash session 287 and you can see all these images that we talk about in this episode and if you want to try to win a copy of this book this is a 185 page big thick heavy coffee book it's an amazing book Uh, stay tuned and listen in and we'll let you know how you can go about registering to win a free copy or signing up or entering to win a free copy so without further ado let's get into it with David Phillips
1: david how are you hey nick i'm um, very well thank you good to be here good to have you welcome to the podcast thank you very much yeah, looking forward to talking to you likewise i think it's funny how
0: you and how mike miley sent an email to introduce us and it turns out that you and i had already met we met at the sabian hang and uh, that's right <laughs> and ash stone inter- at the bar we were at the bar and uh there's a Sabian, for those who don't know, Sabian has this big party every year and we were all there and uh, and Ash Stone introduced us. So then when Mike Miley sends this email, I was like, wait a minute, I know, I, I was like, I-, I-, I know this name and I know that he works for DW, DW's a sponsor on the podcast, all that stuff. So it's just funny that, you know, we randomly meet each other and then Mike Miley sends us an email
1: connecting us and I was like, oh, we already know each other. We're old friends. <laughs> <laughs> well that, that's the thing about the drumming community you know it's a it's a small community we all know each other uh and we all you know share out the same passion and love uh for drums and everything to do with drumming so very cool of mike to introduce us like that and like uh, re- reconnect us indeed
0: yeah mike if you're listening thanks buddy we love you
1: yeah great drummer
0: it is amazing how small this industry really is. I think from the outside, I know for me before, you know, I was playing and touring and all that stuff, but I wasn't inside the industry too much. And it seems a lot bigger than it is. And then once you get inside, everyone knows everybody. They've been in it for a long time. Uh, and and for the most part, everybody really gets along. Yes.
1: Which I think is great. I think I can sum this up in my introduction that I wrote for my book, because pretty much the universal thing that I came across when I uh, approached everybody that I wanted to feature in the book, um, the response I got back was it would be an honour. And everybody saw it as good for everybody, good for drummers. Um, it's very much a social thing. Um, everybody supports each other. And, you know, that sums up the, the, the drum community for me is we're we very much a family,
0: of course. And we frequently talk about on the podcast that you yeah. don't get a bunch of guitar players hanging around showing each other licks, <laughs> but you do no. get that with drummers. I mean, drummers are family, like drummers hang out with other drummers and they all, you know, there's yeah. camaraderie. I moved out to San Francisco and everybody, you know, drummers are calling me like, Hey man, I, let me get you a gig. I, I, there's these guys that are looking for a drum. Here, let me, you know, there's just, there's just this camaraderie that, that I love and you would mention the book. The book is called From the Riser: A Drummer's Perspective Two. This is the second one that you've done. We're going to get yes. into this book. This is 185 images of some of the greatest drummers in the world that you took. It's an amazing, like hardcover, solid, big book. It's a it's an awesome book. Um, mm-hmm. But when we're going to get into that, let's, let's build a little bit of backstory. Let's talk about your background. You work for DW, you're an artist rep for DW in the UK. And yes. uh, so how did that, how did that all come about? You know, I, I frankly, uh, you know, to be honest, I don't know. Are you a drummer? Did Were you, you know, <laughs> tell me, tell me about your career and how you got into all that.
1: Yeah, I've, I've played the drums for a seriously long amount of time since, since I was really a young child. Mm-hmm. And so cut me through, I, I mean, I'm a drummer and I'm very privileged uh, and honoured to work with DW Drums. I've worked with them for twelve years, and I have my own company. And I, up until a couple of years ago, I was working freelance, uh, handling their artist relations for not just UK but for the whole of Europe.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Uh, so uh, we have obviously a huge number of touring drummers, mm-hmm. and you know, photography has been a great interest for me you know for my lifetime and as part of my job for dw uh, in fact i kind of created the role for myself because i work remotely i would take photos of all the the drummers that i would meet in the course of going out to concerts and uh, part of my my job and it, i think there's a, a great quote that the more you, you practice the better you get yeah Uh, And my photography skills, uh, because I use digital camera, you know, it doesn't matter if you take a thousand photos and throw one away. Right, right. So, you know, I'd like to think I got better at taking photos. And I started to get magazines and books and all sorts of people contact me because what you find is very few people take photos of drummers. Mm -hmm. Uh, For lots of reasons, you know, we're often known as the backroom boys, back of the stage. We're not in the limelight. Most drummers
0: only get their picture taken when the lead singer's getting taken the picture of, and they just happen to be in the background.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I, I, I'm one of the very few people that specialize in photographing drummers. Right. Nice. Uh, and, you know, they're very difficult to photograph because they're moving, it's low light, there's mm-hmm. lots of gear in the way, um, and they're at the back of the stage, so they, there's, you know, people standing in front of them. So, you know, this sort of morphed over time, and... Uh, a very, very quick story because um, I ended up with thousands of photos of drummers and for my own pleasure, shall we say, I made up a dummy book of my best photos and I took it along to the London drum show to show a few friends mm-hmm. and I wasn't prepared for the reaction because I, I literally had people trying to rip it out of my hands. <laughs> I, had people, I had people coming up to me saying, wow, you know, I've never seen anything like this. Where can I buy it? And, you know, I asked a few friends and, you know, I thought, you know, I'm really onto something here. And mm-hmm. this was my first book, which is called The Drummer's Perspective. Right, right, So I approached some book publishers and none of them were interested. And, you know, I thought, sod it. You know, I'm going to do it myself. So I decided to publish my own book, uh, which was a very steep learning curve.
0: I was going to say, and that's no, that's no uh, easy task.
1: No, no. I had to learn about printing and, uh, you know, binding and... Uh, distribution and uh, the only thing i didn't do was the, d- the design i had a friend a uh, professional designer design it okay uh, and i found fa- financed it myself uh hoping that i would at least maybe break even sure and when i launched the book um i was just inundated with just such great feedback of people having haven't seen anything like it because i'd like to think my photos are. Uh, uh, really what drummers is all about it's drummers playing live It's the blood sweat and tears mm-hmm. capturing the emotions uh, they're action shots right. they're not staged you know mm-hmm. it's drummers doing what they do best mm-hmm. um, and tying into your original question what i think is unique about my role at, with dw is unlike most photographers that are in the pits or facing the bands Uh, most often I'm actually on the stage behind the kit with a drummer with a drum text or side stage because I'm there supporting the drummer, doing my role uh, as artist relations for DW. So it kind of gives me a unique access that people don't see. Uh, And that's really what I've tried to do with both my books, is to share with the world the view that you don't see, the drummer's perspective. Mm-hmm. So, so, I call it the best seat in the house, <laughs> and <laughs> I you know agree with that. you know, if if you want to know what it's like to sit in front of a hundred thousand people uh this book will show you that view right uh, and you know, I still get goosebumps when I'm up there on stage, even though I'm used to it and so I've kind of done a behind the scenes look, so it's not just view from the stage, it's backstage, it's rehearsals, it's what happens in studios. So it's kind of a an insider's view of, you know, behind the scenes with with drummers and bands.
0: It's funny that you say that you still get you still get the goosebumps. I actually just went to see uh train in OAR here in California and I'm, I get goosebumps, like you know, going yep. backstage and and watching the show and all that. Stuff, it really, it the joy and the love is still there. It's still an amazing feeling to to see how a crowd reacts to music.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I, like you can't
0: even describe that feeling to someone who hasn't experienced it.
1: I'm very privileged that I do what I do, and uh, and I think the drummers love the fact that I'm there and I'm taking photos and which they could which is great for publicity for them it's good publicity for dw Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know the added bonus is i've published a book of these photos which is has been you know sold all over the world and it helps to promote drummers yeah um, that's got to be a good thing
0: they're and like we're not just talking about just drummers i mean just looking through we're just going to name a couple i'm like going through it's like Ash Sohn, Aaron Spears, Neil Peart, uh, you know Jack DeJunette, uh Rex Hardy, Ray Luzier, you know Tommy Aldridge, Tommy Lee, Tony Royster Jr., Travis Barker. These aren't, you know, it's not like Joe Schmo and Jim Bob <laughs> and and all of these these. I mean, these are we're talking super duper A list drummers. And, and so it, and it paints a wide picture because it's all types of different drummers and, and we're going to, I want to get into some of these specific pictures and, and hear the stories behind them. And then we'll also put them on the drummers resource website so that people can see these pictures to get a better idea of exactly what we're talking about. I have one question though. How did you, how did you create your own position at DW? How did you become the artist rep for DW in Europe?
1: Well, I actually started out working with Pearl Drums. Okay. And I was with Pearl Drums for six years, and then I went freelance. And again, it's that networking, it's how, how the drum industry works. Uh, when I went freelance, I w- flew to the NAM show, and pretty much everybody knew me in the industry in any case. And I met with uh, Scott Donnell and Garrison mm-hmm. from DW,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I said, "Hey guys, you know I'm freelance, looking to you know work within the industry. I've got six good years' experience with Pell Drums. Have you got anything that I could work with?" and um, they went away and they made some calls to people saying, "Hey, who's this day Phillips?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad to say I had a, a good reputation and they at the time, Uh, realized that handling artist relations from west coast america into europe was pretty difficult just the logistics of the time eight hours time difference and so they actually created a job for me um it wasn't one that was advertised as artist relations for europe Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's how it started out and you know i've been doing that for 12 years now oh wow and i yeah and i provide tour support for all the amazing bands that come through and that and i kind of go the one step extra because i work with them in terms of taking photos so we can use that for social media and help promote them mm-hmm. you know i organize interviews for, for guys coming through with uh, the various media that's over here as well uh and i've worked on the pr side of things with organizing reviews so Quite a wide job description,
0: and, and that's what I was going to ask about some of the stuff that you do. Uh, so, are you signing the artist yourself, or does that go through Main DW?
1: No, that goes through DW.
0: Okay, okay. So then, once they're on the roster, um, then you're sort of you're their go to guy when they're in Europe, and they say, "Hey, Dave, I need this," or you know, exactly. "Can you?" And you assist them with getting kits and
1: all that stuff for their tour and all that, right? Yeah, uh, and most importantly, and that's the thing about endorsements. It's the security and knowledge that you've got a company behind you. If something goes wrong, you know, if a a snare stand breaks or a a drum gets dropped and broken by some crew, um, I'm here as their safety net to provide the tool support.
0: Okay. So don't email David about getting an endorsement because he's not the right guy. So i'm sure the dw and you get inundated with you know with emails we or, do
1: yeah. um obviously you know the dw guys will come back to me and say hey dave you know who's this guy sure so th- they'll ask my input of feedback but um our endorsement is done by committee mm-hmm. uh and they review of so once a month all the applications that come in right um yeah. uh, the other thing that i should say that's kind of unique uh, well, it's not unique, but there's very few of us at DW. Do this is that I don't just work on DW. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also handle artist relations for Gretsch Drums, Latin percussion, uh, and um, Gibraltar Hardware across okay. Europe,
0: which are all under the the umbrella of DW. That's right. right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the what I,
0: and this is we're getting away from the book a little bit, but this I think this is an interesting uh, thing for the listeners to know is that or what, what do they look for? What do drum companies look for, for endorsements? Because I think there's sort of this, well, I know that there is a misunderstanding one of why you're going to get an endorsement, how you're going to get an endorsement and two, what an endorsement is. I think that people think, you know, I'm going to, I tell them that I, you know, I play three gigs a year and I'm going to try to get this endorsement. And then they're going to send me all this free gear, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, well, the, the one thing's for sure: free gear is a myth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Endorsements, you know, it's it's all about. Um, well, there's a number of criteria, so it's not just about selling out stadiums and being number one. Right. You know, it's down to your style of playing, the genre you're playing, mm-hmm. um, your profile, how proactive you are within the drum community, um, where you're located. You know, there's a whole number of factors. You know how um, you you know how proactive you are on social media. You know how many people following. You know how influential you are. So there's there's lots of different criteria. Mm -hmm. It certainly helps if you've got you know a good profile. You're busy, um, and you know that that you're creating a a lot of awareness. Mm -hmm. And so that is obviously an important factor. But, you know, different bands are credible in different ways to to different markets and different audiences. So, you know, we look at the roster and, you know, how well represented we are in terms of country, rock, heavy metal, you know, thrash, blues, uh, and it will, all those things will be taken on those merits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it's considered, you know, and also because we get inundated with endorsements, um, we it's very important that we feel comfortable and the drummer feels comfortable that we can work together.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, I mean, we, we really mean this when we say, you know, when you join, you're part of the family. Uh, we, we very much treat it like that way. All our endorsees are friends, you know, not just colleagues. Right. Uh, and you know, we want to be able to hang and have a beer and not just talk drums, you know, whatever it happens to be. So, uh, we, so it's, it is a two way thing. It's, it's how, you know, the, the drummers, uh, helps pr- promote their endorsement with us.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and you know, likewise how we work with them. So it's not just use our gear and goodbye and we'll see you in 10 years time.
0: Right. <laughs> I will say that I mean full disclosure. DW is a sponsor on the podcast, but they have nothing to do with lining you and I up or or anything no. <laughs> like that. But but I will say that I've worked closely with those guys. I've worked with Scott. I've I know Don very well. Uh, I you know I've spent a lot of time with Don. Uh, and you know and Elizabeth, a bunch of people at DW and everyone, like you said, it's a family. It really is like, I'm a DW guy, but you know, the, yeah. we're also, they work, you know, we work together on the podcast and it's just, it's an, it's amazing how, how close knit they are. And it, it it feels like a family. It literally, they're, they're just really good people. It doesn't hurt yeah. that they make amazing drums too, but.
1: Uh, the other thing I, that's very important to say there is Yes, uh, I completely agree with all the things you're saying. But everybody is so passionate about drums Mm -hmm. at DW. Yeah, you know, we're we're all you know just love it to bits, Uh, and you know, I think that comes through. You know, and it's a great company from that perspective, and it's top down. You know, John and Don, um, you know, they're so passionate, work so hard, and it filters down. Mm
0: -hmm. Of course of course yeah all right so now that we got the dw ad out of the way (laughs) (laughs) no but i mean i want i want the listeners to know that we really you know we're this is just us naturally talking about this we're not like yeah you know don didn't say make sure you talk about dw and how much you love it so um so let's talk about this book because speaking of dw these aren't just dw artists you've covered every sort of artist you know that that you come across through europe um, so let's dive into some of these pictures because I, what I really like is when you open it, there's all your backstage passes. Like that's just, right. The, it's the whole. It's two huge pages filled with backstage passes, which is really cool. And then as you go through the book, the the pictures have the backstage pass that you used to take the picture, which is really cool too.
1: I, I, I also just sorry to jump in there. It, no, it's, that's, go ahead. There's a, there's a lot of memorabilia in there, so. I've put crazy things like t- backstage tour menus. I'm actually looking
0: at the 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 menu right here. Or not the menu, but for uh, for Event sevenfold. it's, you know, a uh, lobby the set, call. Yeah,
1: yep. uh, and that day sheet that you're seeing there that people would never, ever see. Right. It has so the temperature, that it, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Right. So, you know, when a big band's on tour – You know, all the all the band and the crew are given a day sheet, Mm -hmm. which says, you know, all the timings for the day and the timings for loading and sound check and everything else. So, you know, most most people would never, ever get to see that. So I've included all sorts of different memorabilia in there as well.
0: So let's start with Ash Soane because he introduced it. Right. How's that that work? (laughs) Yeah. So tell me about this picture. I know from interviewing him um, that he built a studio underneath a windmill. Yes. It's an old windmill house, right?
1: It's actually an 18th century, uh, so it's 250 year old windmill. Uh, and the top was chopped off, mm-hmm. uh, and they put a, a new r- roof in. And, uh, you know, I've included this picture for so, obviously, obviously because, you know, Ash is such a cool guy right. and very respected. But um, I wanted to show, you know, it's that behind the scenes, it's the studio. Shot that people don't see, although Ash Ash's studio is pretty famous now because of yeah. his, his in- Instagram feed. Um, but it's a very, very cool room. It's just got a fantastic vibe. You can see from the picture, you know, it's not just Ash playing, but you've got all these gold discs and um, backstage passes and his collection of snare drums. Mm-hmm. So it's got a great vibe, and that you know, it's you can see from the picture, it all almost looks like somebody's uh, living room because it's got a yeah. very warm feel. It has like, this big leather couch and all kinds yes, of. Yes, that. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, So you know, it, I went, I went, I went to Ash's studio, and we took these photos. And that photo was actually when he first got his his Gretsch endorsement kit. Oh, uh,
0: okay. OK,
1: so I took that photo, you know, for Gretsch uh, and also, you know, I took some photos for my book as well. So he'd literally just unboxed those drums and set them up.
0: Such a it's actually the boxes are still in the picture. Uh,
1: yes, that's right. You can still see them. Yeah.
0: Which I think is I think speaks to, you know, the, the mood, the mode of what's going on. It, you know, it's it's real and it's happening right there. It's not contrived, you know.
1: Yeah, the, these photos are uh, as it happened, for sure. I like it. All right, yeah.
0: so let's what's the let's talk about another one. Uh,
1: well, if, if you if you move on to um, page forty seven, um, there's a picture there of uh, Cyrus Beluki from Newfound Glory, mm-hmm. and for me, this photo just sums up what my book is about because it's taken side stage and. I've really caught him. Uh, you can see the the blur of the sticks. Yep. You can see, you know, his intense concentration as, as he's playing live, and it's just it's capturing the you know what drummers do best. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Cyrus is, is you know is a very cool guy, and for me, that photo really just shows him right in the moment. You know, you couldn't stage that shot if you tried.
0: Right. Right. Tell me, tell me a a good story about one of these photos. Like, do you what do you have any do you have any crazy stories behind any of them, or
1: or ones where you know, yeah, you almost um, fell off the stage taking the picture, <laughs> or you know, uh, that's happened one or two times for sure. Yeah. If you go to page, if you go to page um one three seven, so this is a photo of Rufus Taylor, who's son of Roger Taylor from Queen, right? Um, and Rufus said to me. Before the show, he goes, you know, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to jump over the kit. Uh, And he told me at what point in the set he was going to do that. So I kind of stood, you know, I I stood in front of the stage and waited for that moment. Uh, And obviously, this is a split second thing. You know, it happens in the blink of an eye. Right. Uh, And I kind of managed to capture there you know him midair you've got the two guitarists side by side right you know uh and you know he's lucky he kind of didn't break a leg there really
0: i (laughs) I mean just this is insane
1: yeah i mean he's he's not only jumping over a kit he's jumping over a kit that's on a riser right yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) So, so that was pretty cool to capture in there and a few pages on if you go to page 145 um you know, I, I've, I've worked for many, many years with Scott Travis from Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. And Scott was actually on the front cover of my book, first book. Oh, okay. Uh, a, a Drummer's Perspective. Uh, and uh, one of the things I kind of get asked a lot is, you know, I, I, getting a triple A pass, stage access, is kind of the holy grail for of a course. lot of people. Uh, and there's a very good reason why it's difficult to get, because stages are very dangerous places. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned before, you know, I, I've had a couple of accidents on stage. I've fallen off. Right. You know, I fall, I've fallen through the stage.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and for the for, for people who are listening, a AAA pass is all area access. A-A-A. That's right. And you can go, when they say all area access, you can literally go anywhere. No one will stop you. If you wanted to run out onto the middle of the stage, you could do that if you wanted to. No one's going to stop you. They the band may throw you off, but but the security guards are not gonna are not gonna stop you because you have access to everything.
1: Yeah, and and stages, you know, there's there's all sorts of cables and heavy gear, and so this photo here uh, in the book was taken with Scott Travis, and you can see huge ten foot flame throwers either side of him, <laughs> um, and it, the kind of the story behind this was. Um, Not surprisingly, you know, this is a very dangerous stage. Mm -hmm. They had all sorts of concussion bombs and flamethrowers and, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff. And they gave me a set list, uh, and it highlighted which songs were the where the flames were going to come out. Right. Uh, And I was there with with the drum tech. And uh, so I actually... You'll see uh, a couple of photos from this show because I actually went on his riser behind him. And I in w- at one point during the show, I was actually standing over where the flamethrowers come up. <laughs> you know, if I had put them on, right. they'd have roasted me, literally. Right, right. It's kind of scary. You're and... like, I hope they don't turn these things on while I'm up here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and in- indeed, you know, the drum tech, the previous show, had got his eyebrows singed. Yeah, you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> so... so you know, here i kind of captured, you know, some, some really crazy uh, stage pyrotechnics that uh, that happens. Um, another one a few pages on, uh, which is very cool, is Tommy Lee, uh, which is page 166, um, 166 167. Um, so I contacted Tommy um, and told him about my book and I asked if I could come, if he'd like to be in my book. Um, and actually it was very cool because I, I, I don't know whether I'm allowed to swear on your podcast of or course. not. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I emailed Tommy and said, look, I'm, I'm finishing my second book. I'd like to feature it, feature you in it and come and see you on your roller coaster. Uh, and Tommy came back within seconds going, fuck man. yell Yeah. <laughs> he was completely into it. Nice. Uh, uh, and true to his word, he arranged for me to get um, not just AAA access, but access to when he does his drum solo on his roller coaster. Uh, and for your listeners, uh, if you're ha- not familiar with it, uh, it is kind of the craziest thing. So this roller coaster goes right over the crowd to the front of house desk. So it, it must be about fifty to seventy feet long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tom is on a riser, he's strapped in with a five point harness, uh, and it goes along and it goes upside down. Uh, it's crazy. He actually got stuck in it once. He did get stuck in it. And I think it was the last night of the tour. It was. It just stopped working
0: that he had to climb down to get out.
1: <laughs> kind of. There's a lot of rumor that it was the crew that maybe did it deliberately. But oh, really? No, no, I don't. I, I say that in jest. Oh, but oh. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, here, here you can see kind of some very special pictures of Tommy in the on his riser um, on the roller coaster, rather. Uh, you know, going along, and I've got pictures there upside down. You can see a really cool silhouette shot. Um, so you know, again, it's a it's it's a shot which shows how great you know live concert music is because yeah. that's what it's all about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and just just talking about that just moving a few pages on 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 page 177 um this is a shot that i really like because for me it's a pure rock and roll moment uh and this is the, the drummer's Yale with ugly kid joe mm-hmm. uh, and uh in fact i don't know whether there's yeah there's a, 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 there's a two shots here i'll talk about one is the, the shot on page 177 so this is at the end of the set you know, the band go out in front of the crowd. There's got to be, what, 50,000 people there? At least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she's just got, you know, the rock and roll, fingers in the air, just taking in the applause and adulation. I mean, wouldn't you just love to be in her position there? And, like, no shoes, ripped pants. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you're saying about Access All Areas, you can see I'm actually standing behind her right. on the stage taking that photo. Right. Um, and if you turn over the next page – she, she, this was, I have to say, this was her idea, not mine. But she asked me to take a, a, a picture of her. She was wearing mirror sunglasses. And she said, take a picture so you can see the, the, the crowd. crowd in my glasses. Yeah. Uh, and you can see I've got a close-up of her of, of her with the crowd reflecting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey, don't forget, if you want to enter to win a free copy of From the Riser, go to drummersresource.com forward slash perspective, P-E-R-S-P-E-C-T-I-V-E. Hard word to spell. Maybe I should have thought about that a little bit better. But drummersresource.com forward slash perspective. Enter your email address and you will be entered to win. Now, let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsors. It's one thing to talk about how great Dream Symbols are, but it's another thing to actually hear them for yourselves. And the good thing about Dream is not only do they sound great, but they're also priced well below the competitor's prices, so that way you can actually afford to buy these Symbols. And if you don't think you can get a great sounding Symbol at a low price, check out DreamSymbols.com. But first, I want you to take a listen to what these things sound like. To learn more about Dream Symbols, be sure to check them out at DreamSymbols.com. Musicians Institute is the official education sponsor of Drummer's Resource. And to learn more about them, go to mi.edu. They've been located in the heart of Hollywood, California since the 70s. And they have a world-class faculty, world-class facilities, and some amazing drum programs and electives that'll teach you not only ways to get your playing together, but also about the business of music, recording, how to read, all sorts of different electives on different styles and things like that. It's a really, really amazing school you can learn more about them by going to mi.edu now let's get back into it with david phillips as we're talking about all these photos i want to remind everybody that you can listen to this and go at, go to drummer's resource and look at the show notes and all these pictures are on here i know it's a bit difficult because we're talking about pictures that you have to see but we're talking about an audio form but I like I like the yes. stories behind these, and and I like the idea mm-hmm. of the listeners maybe painting the pictures in their head and then seeing the pictures. I think that's an interesting right. thing.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I'm just gonna pull out sure. a couple of others uh, if we've got sure. if we've got time, Nick. Uh, so page 54, 55. Um, this was a game. One of those split second moments. Jeez. That, uh, yeah, this is a that hell is a of good a photo. Yeah, so this is, uh, for your listeners, this is Dean Castronovo with Journey, uh, and it was taken in Nottingham uh, at a big big arena. And the the drum tech said to me, he goes, come on the stage behind me towards the end, and we have this confetti cannons that shoot out and I'll give you a countdown and you can take the photo. So he literally did a like you know a rocket going off 10 9 8 7, 7 6 right down to you know zero and at that point the confetti cannons threw all the confetti in the air uh, and you get this incredible shot from behind the drummer uh, where you can see all the confetti shooting up in the That's air. It's a great pick. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's, there's an, uh, another one uh, of Brent Fitz, actually, uh, on page 26. Um, uh, you've kind of got this, uh, it's a similar sort of thing. You've got all the confetti shooting out, but um, there's kind of a cool shot of uh, you can see the silhouette of, uh, this is on page 27, Nick. You can see the silhouette of uh, Brent with all the the light streaming through mm-hmm. from behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a view you'd never see. And there's a little inset shot, which I always – I like little little small details. And you can see <laughs> yeah. on his kick, kick drum, he actually puts – he wrote, Miles, your fly yeah. is undone. <laughs> so if ever Miles goes up to, up right. to the kick drum, right. you can see that little I message. Like um, uh, and you can see on the, the next page, um, there's a, a great live shot on page 29. So this was with on tour with Slash. Uh, it was a very big festival in London and it was called high voltage. And at the end of the set where all the bands, you know, link arms and they bow to the audience. I actually used to got up on the drum riser and took the photo. So you can kind of literally get that view of all the crowd screaming and everything else.
0: Man, a lot of these are just like and then, huge, huge crowds.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean. If you want to get that vibe of what it's like, you know, in front of a huge crowd. Um, Maybe something completely different, Nick, um, which doesn't have a crowd in it, and and I think that's what makes it really special. Uh if you look on page eighty-four, um, this is a, a very, very unique photo. So uh this is a photo of Black mm-hmm. Star Riders with Jimmy DeGrasso playing the drums. And Jimmy invited me along to the the band rehearsal before the European tour. So this was in twenty thirteen. And it's very, very rare to be invited along to uh, sure. rehearsals because the band are working. You know, they don't want to be disturbed. You know, it's not a hand. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've got a job. Uh, and, of course, you know, you've got to be respectful. And uh, so I went along and, you know, got to hang with the band. And what what you see here is a photo of the band's mid-rehearsal. And all four, all five of them are all facing into each other you know, they're playing together. So they've got the eye contact and, you know, they're rehearsing like you and I do with a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't uh, see, and it's not, you don't see that picture. And it's a, it's just a behind the scenes look at what bands do right, before at right. all. If you um, flip the, and I, th- I think, I think I was
0: going to say, if you flip the page to 80, 86 and 87 are the late, great John Black, two great pictures. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, you know, John was such a showman and, um, you know that shot where you can see on page 87 where you, he, he you crosses yeah. his arms very mm-hmm. far? Um, you know, I've always wanted to catch that shot, uh, and I managed to catch that. Um, this, this was a really special concert. It was a Buddy Rich uh, memorial concert, uh, and it had the most incredible lineup of drummers. This was at the London Palladium, and you'll see um, it was not just John. There's um, on page 76, uh, Ian Pace from mm-hmm. Deep Purple. Uh, he was one of the guys, uh, and you've got the, the, the original Buddy Rich band there playing, uh, Kathy Rich was there who, and she was the host. Uh, and in fact with Ian Pace here, what you don't see was, uh, Bruce Dickinson came on stage and sang with oh, him nice. as well. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Iron Maiden. This was like right, jazz right. <laughs> <laughs> something, com- you know, completely different. Um, So, you know, uh, I mean, there's, there's lots, lots of different other, you know, shots. So if
0: other, if there's, if there's people out there who
1: want someone to take photos of them
0: or they want to take photos of, of drummers, um, what do you, what do you think is, are some good things to think about or to consider when you're taking that live shot? And, you know, what are some of the things that you've learned after taking whatever thousands and thousands of pictures um, that really that you look at other people's pictures and maybe they're they're lacking or, you know, maybe how they could have made the pictures better? What's what's some advice you have for that?
1: That's that's a great question. Um, There's a a couple Well, the most important thing for any photography is lighting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you immediately hit a, a problem there because. Most most drummers are at the back of the stage. So uh, what I t- what I t- what I would say is is timing mm-hmm. is everything. Because what you tend to find is in a concert situation, the lighting is changing all right. the time. Uh, so generally speaking, you've only got three songs. Um, that's what most management prefer. So you have to watch very very carefully because you know the lights changing. The the drummer may be very dark at one moment. And there's a split second where there's a spotlight. It could be right. on the singer, but it, the drummer's mm-hmm. behind. So timing is very important. Composition is very important. So you know, before I take any photos, you know, I look at I look at the drummer and see what's the best angle to take mm-hmm. photos. For example, Neil Peart is a, is a classic because if you, when when his drum kit set up, if you're looking at him from the front, you can't see him from the right hand side because he's got a bank of cymbals right. and drums. Right. So so you have to look where you're going to stand. Um, and uh, the, I think one of the reasons why, I don't want to sound like I'm boasting here, why I think I can take fo- good photos of drummers, and it's, it's because I'm a drummer. So, you know, I'm listening to the music. I kind of know where an accent is going to come, where somebody's going to hit mm-hmm, a cymbal, mm-hmm. or where a fill's going to come before they've right, even done right. it. So I guess that comes to timing, but uh, I'm very much, you know, looking at, you know, the lighting, the composition, the timing, uh, and on top of that, you've got to understand how to use a camera. Uh, and what I mean by that is the use of shutter speed and ISO and uh, aperture to get the right depth of field. Right, right, right. Uh, all all of these things come into their own and there's a lot of... Uh, you've, there's, you have to really be have to be prepared to work very quickly. Yeah. Uh, uh, sometimes, you know two crazy funny sort of opposite stories for you when i photographed travis barker with a blink mm-hmm. 182 you know their songs are so short uh within nine minutes it was over right, three right. songs
0: and then um, other I phot- i'm sure others are like so yeah, long I supposed, and
1: i photographed uh Pert several times with rush three songs it could be 20 <laughs> <right>. 25 minutes <laughs> so you know that you know it's the complete opposite sure. ends of the spectrum uh the other thing, of course, you know, you have to be respectful of security, um, of of uh, the, the the staff at the venue. Um, little small tip. I mean, I always wear right. black uh, because if I'm on stage, you know, people don't want to see me. You know, I I try and blend in as right. much as that I makes can. Sense.
0: I didn't even think about that. Uh,
1: yeah. Um. So I, you know, I I want to be as low profile mm-hmm. as possible. Although I, my children still try and see me on TV yeah. on the big stage. <laughs> Uh, sometimes you can see me there with my. Uh, one of one of the reasons how I get those big wow shots, you know, I'll, I'll actually stand behind the drummer on the on the stage and I'll hold my camera right. over them, so you can see not just behind their not just their back, but you can see mm-hmm. the the audience mm-hmm. as well. Um, so you can, you know you'll see me with the <laughs> hands in the air. There, I mean, thing. there's.
0: There are some amazing pictures. They're all great pictures, and this thing is—we're talking 100, 185
1: pages of just yeah. There's two. There's two hundred and seventy photos. Wow. Uh, hundred hundred and thirty drummers. Um, so yeah, there's you know, uh, I've got some great great feedback on on the book, and um, it's also you know printed on a you know I've I've done a really nice quality paper, so it's a proper copy this thing book. is
0: I mean. This thing's solid, man. I'm holding it in my hand right. It's like, you know, it's it's a <laughs> it's a solid book. And we're gonna give two of these books away to the listeners. Yes. So that's right. if yeah. they go to the listener goes to drummersresource.com forward slash perspective. That's the best way. That's the best one word I could think of. So drummersresource.com forward slash perspective and uh we're gonna you know enter your email address and you'll be entered to win i'm gonna send you because uh david was was very kind to send me three copies of this book i'm selfishly holding on to one for myself and the other two i would like to give away to the audience so uh, drummersresource.com forward slash perspective is where you can find that also if you don't win you can purchase this book and the first one where's the best place that they can go to purchase it?
1: it's from my website so it's www w dot music hyphen images dot co okay W5. and i'll put
0: that in the show notes as well because we're also you're going to send right. me the pictures that we've that we talked about uh so if yeah. it, for the listener you can go check out the pictures um on the show notes for this for this episode so you can see all the pictures that we're talking about you can get a better idea of the stories behind them and then there'll be links for you to get in touch with david if you want to purchase the book if you want to maybe ask him questions about about drum photography things like that uh is that okay if people reach out to you about? yeah
1: that's cool great yeah very cool happy great. to do that
0: and david thank you one for for taking all the time and the effort and putting this book together i think it's great but also for sending me uh copies of it i, I really do appreciate it and for being on the podcast to talk. About.
1: yeah you're very welcome I'm, it's, i love talking about drums and drumming uh and i know the, the nice thing is publishing the two books uh i've brought a a lot of attention to drummers uh, and I get lots of emails from people saying how much they enjoyed looking through it. Um, I get a lot of people calling it drum <laughs> it porn. It is. It is. <laughs> so, I mean, you're looking yeah, through here it's,
0: it's like, ah, uh, oh uh, like all, I mean, they're, these are, these are really Great picture like I said I have it I have it just sitting on a table and I just pick it up and I it's it's one of those books where you don't have to sit down and like go through the whole entire thing at once I pick it up I thumb through it I put it back down I pick it back up I thumb through it it's like it's really cool
1: yeah and, it's inspiring um, you know there's it's there's so many different kits you know you got the small jazz kits right through to Terry Bozio's kind of monster right. kit it, it, it's kind yeah. of all in there so yeah I I just got one other, if you don't mind, I got one other little story I think you listeners might like. Uh, And that's about Nigel Olsen, who's Elton Mm -hmm. John's drummer. Uh, And, uh, you know, we were talking earlier on on in the interview about, you know, how very few people photograph drummers. Uh, And this was kind of a funny thing because uh, obviously Elton John is a huge, famous Mm -hmm. rock star. Uh, And this was taken at a big stadium show. And there must have been about 25, 30 photographers Uh, authorized to take photos. Uh, And they were all crowded around Elton John at one end of the stage. And there was just (laughs) little me in the middle (laughs) taking photos at Nigel, and he was waving at me. Yeah, and, you know, the drummers love it when I come along because – you know, I'm there to take photographs of them. Right, they're not like uh, we like just, we
0: talked about earlier. They're not. They're not sort of getting caught in the in the crossfire, right? So it's like right, you always see the drummer right. on TV because the camera's yeah. on the lead singer or the po- or the photos on the of the lead singer. Oh, there's the drummer back there. Is the, the
1: blurry guy in the back? Right. Exactly. So uh, and it was great that you know Nigel got me into the show to be able to take those photos but uh yeah good to be part of it
0: so who's uh someone who you haven't photographed that you would love to ah
1: great question um well in fact i fulfilled one of my dreams very very recently two weeks ago in fact i photographed uh vinnie coliuta with herbie hancock uh playing a a jazz festival over here um so so he was definitely, uh, would have been very yep. top of my list if I you'd have asked so. me that. Um, but I'm, I'm very pleased to say if I do a third book, Vinny's going to yeah. be right up yeah. there. <laughs> awesome. Um, the two other drummers uh, would be Ringo mm-hmm. Starr uh, and Charlie yeah. Watts. Uh, and I have, I, uh, sort of slightly sad to say, I have photographed uh, Mick Fleetwood mm-hmm. a couple of times. And I did approach Mick and the man, his management to get him in this, this book here. But I, I, I never got authorization to do it. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I can't tell you. So you have um, the photos,
0: you just can't put them in.
1: I have. Yeah, I have photos. Uh, well, I was very careful. I didn't I, – all the drummers in the book I approached to say, uh, you know, can I use these photos right. in my book? Uh, and as I said earlier, pretty much to the T, everybody said, help, look, right. put me in. It's right. an honor. Um but you know some bands the managements are a little bit more uh careful about how they allow photos mm-hmm. to be used. And I'm guessing um, I'm so guessing the
0: wasn't cuz he's a very private guy, right? Yes. Um was that was it hard to get him his approval?
1: Really? No, no because Neil uh loves my photography yeah. and what I do. And, um, as a fellow author as well, I think he respected the fact that I published right. my own book. Right.
0: And from what I hear, he's, he's extremely nice, but he's just very private. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's a great, yeah. We got on really well and I always, you know, get to meet him and it, Neil featured in my first book and, you know, when I went to see him after I published it, you know, he, he signed the book to Dave. It's an honor to be awesome. in your book, which was so yeah. touching and which is why, when I published the second book, you know, Neil, I approached him to write the foreword mm-hmm. for this book, uh, and you know, he, he. So, I really had no sort of problems with, with management right. uh, about getting authorization because Neil wanted to be part of it, and pretty much all the drummers, you know, do want right. to be part of it. Um, without wanting to name names, uh, I did have some problems in my first book getting approval on one drummer, um, I, and I contacted management saying, I'd like to use this photo of X in my book. Uh, and they refused. And it's one of the very few times that I've gone over management's head. Uh, and I actually contacted the drummer directly, saying, hey, you know, I'm doing this book. Uh, I've got all these wonderful drummers, Neil Pert and Ginger Baker and Mike Portnoy. Do you want to be in my book? And he replied back immediately, saying, yes, put me nice. in. Uh, and it's that great situation of the tail wagging the yeah. hot dog, you know, the management of said course. no, but you know what the drummer wanted to. Well, be. I run into
0: that sometimes with the podcast where I'll email, email a manager and I'll say, Hey, look, I've had, you know, I've had Steve Gadd and, and Billy Cobham and Peter Erskine and, and, you know, Chad Smith and, all." and managers are sort of like, well, I don't really know who that is. You know, because if you think the right. super famous drummers in the drum world, but like mm. if you walk down the street and ask a hundred people, if they know who Steve Gadd is, I'm going to say 99% of them are not going to know who they are, you know? And right. so, but then when the drummer, yeah. when I get in touch with the drummer and I say, Hey, I've had Steve Gadd, I've had Peter Erskine, I've had, you know, Billy Cobham, I've had, you know, all, and Jack DeGeney, all these people. A- instantaneous. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I would love to be on your podcast. So, like you said the the tail wagging the dog.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um no, it's good to hear. So, we're obviously, you know, face the same same thing.
0: So, for uh, Charlie and Ringo, if you guys are listening, <laughs> <laughs> come on the podcast and we'll do a photo shoot at the same time. <laughs> Sounds great. Good, to, good for me. Perfect, David. Thank you again for, for again for putting out this book, for being on the podcast, and uh, for helping helping drummers get their due and and putting them in the forefront. Uh, we do
1: appreciate it. Absolutely, my my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Good deal. And let us know when the third one comes out, please. I certainly will. David, thanks again. Thanks, Nick. There you have it, the one and only David Phillips. Again, if you want to check out the images that we talk about in this episode, head over to drummersresource.com forward slash session 287. And there will also be a link on there where you can click to enter to win a copy of this amazing book. So check it out, drummersresource.com forward slash session 287. And until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it, and I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.